You're listening to the Digital Barbell Podcast. We believe that if you work hard, you deserve results, and that your training and nutrition should enhance your life, not take it over. Our mission is to provide you with a clear path to health and fitness through education, connection, coaching, and accountability. We are your hosts, Jonathan and Blakely Fletcher, and we are here to serve you. If you like what we're doing, please subscribe to this podcast and leave us a five-star review so we can reach more people. You can find us daily on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Digital Barbell. Now, let's get to today's topic. All right, guys, welcome to the Digital Barbell Podcast. Thank you for being here. Blakely's got to get our backlight turned on. We are ready to go. We are back with another question and answer episode. If you're not watching this on YouTube, you should because we have some like visual aids that we're going to bring in later having to do with one of these questions. What do you have? (laughs) Just look down there on the (laughs) ground. Uh, Blakely's got her newly purchased Bucky's cup you're gonna see more about this cup in an upcoming behind the scenes on oh, our youtube are. channel <laughs> this cup this cup came with a uh, a beer pong ball <laughs> yeah that was weird like what do they expect you to do with one ping pong ball whether you're playing beer pong or not i thought that was just kind of weird <laughs> i love this cup if you're not watching it looks like a red solo cup it's but big it's, though um that yukon brand is what they make their cups out of so it's the insulated it has a rubberized bottom so it sticks to the table. It has a lid. It keeps your ice cold. I mean, I might be over Stanley for this, you know. Ten, Did we already say it says Bucky's ten, on it? $10 mug here. Yeah. Bucky's. We, this uh, um, YouTube video that is in production right now, we we drove to another neighboring town a couple hours away from here last week and picked up Blakely's mom. And we thought it would be fun to stop at a gas station yeah. and, think, and figure out, like, what's the healthiest thing you can buy? in a gas station. Uh, so that's going to be the video content part of it coming up in this next episode. So then we admitted that Bucky's is not like a regular gas station. Of yeah. course. I mean, if you, I'm sure people know who about, you can get about like Bucky's a, these days. They're, they're you, spreading all over the United States. You can get a plate of ribs but, and a plate of fudge, but you still, yeah, but you still like, you still came out with the concept of like, it's just hard to make good decisions in places like that because they're overwhelmed. It's like 90, eight percent tempting yeah. stuff and then there might be like a few two percent good decisions yeah it's not that there options. aren't good right. choices at those places it is really really hard to make them because <laughs> to of pick the, them out yeah so anyway check that out or you could just have. get a cool cup and be done with it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah like i said this is a q a mm-hmm. episode we got a sponsor for today this was uh, brought on at the last minute after our weekly meeting with coach Haley. She actually found these guys for us. We're sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts. Welcome to the podcast guys. I think the Dunkin' Donuts commercial was probably the best one of the Super Oh, that Bowl. one was really funny. Yeah, I mean, ben, ben, how do you say his name? Ben, ben, Affleck. ben Affleck or Ben Affleck? I don't know how you say <laughs> it, but he's been way, it seems doing like. a lot of stuff with Duncan lately. And this was just a really funny one. To, yeah. They Tom Brady. Tom Brady was in there. Uh, controversially maybe Haley called Dunkin Donuts like the Walmart of coffee <laughs> well we were we, talking about like because she lives in the east coast and we were like I was like I'm surprised they even have Starbucks up there because Dunkin is like so prevalent and yeah. she was just like said like I don't know I was like thinking about it like I've you know we have Dunkin Donuts around here too and you it's not like a place where you're gonna go sit down and work for yeah. a few hours in a Dunkin to me Dunkin you go in there and it feels like you're in a fast food restaurant yeah. like a Dairy Queen or something uh, and you know, Starbucks obviously does not have that feel. It's just really because they serve like food. I think. Yeah. I don't think they're going to sponsor us again since we just <laughs> basically dissed them. 
but I, we might get some heat from our East Coast clients, though, because like you said, Duncan <laughs> is huge up there. There is a Duncan right by my gym in Houston. And I, for yeah. a little bit, I was getting like a coffee thing there, maybe mm-hmm. like an iced coffee. I can't remember what I was getting. I had like the little card. But I do remember when I back, I just posted it was like 2015 when I took my level two in Boston and I was super excited to try Dunkin Donuts like up there for some reason. So like there was one day where I got off the gym early and I went and got a Dunkin coffee and they were giving, it was like a Wednesday or something where they were giving away a free donut. And I got this donut and I drove to like the beach (laughs) and I was like going to sit there and, you know, on the East coast with my coffee and my Dunkin' donut. And honestly, I didn't finish the donut. They're overrated. We had, we have Shipley's donuts down here. And I was like, this donut, this free donut is not even worth it. Yeah. I had the same impression the first time I had a uh, (laughs) Dunkin' donut donut. I was like, give me a Krispy Kreme or a Shipley's Shipley's donut is where it's at. I think it's an acquired taste or something like that. Uh, So anyway, welcome to the... uh, (laughs) Welcome to the podcast, Dunkin' Donuts. I just think about if somebody, I mean, new people are finding this podcast all the time and we don't do a great job like introing like, I'm Jonathan, you're Blakely. We help people get in the best yeah, shape of we're their like life. We talking about get right into it. And they're like, what Dunkin did I just stumble and, uh, upon here? Talking about Bucky's cups and Dunkin' Donuts. Staplers. <laughs> Thought this was a fitness podcast. All right. Why don't all we right. get right into these cues? All right. I like this first question. This was Who submitted by my client, in? Wayne. Does Blakely ever let you drive the truck? (laughs) She tries not to. Why don't you tell everybody what the system is? Because, like, you know, we've been married almost 22 years Mm -hmm. at this point. It'll be 22 years this month. Want to be 21? No. We got married in 2002. Oh, yeah, 22. Um, Where was I going with that? Okay, yeah. Up until this point, we've always been a two or more car family. We always each had our own cars. Yeah, we had our own jobs. We didn't work <laughs> together 100% of the time, except for some when we were remodeling yeah, houses. Yeah. But anyway, we, we each had our own cars. And now we only have this one F-250 mm-hmm. Super Duty. So it's the Which only is car. A weird, it's just, it still blows my mind that this is the only car we have. I and mean, when we moved to Wimberley, we had three different cars than this. I'm like, we've, yeah. it, our car situation has been, been evolving <laughs> as we, Darn and these it's campers. all due to these campers. But anyway, now we are one car family. So only one of us can drive at a time. Right? And it, it kind of used to be like when we went, Jonathan always drove a truck for work and stuff like that. Cause he was in construction. And so when we just went to somewhere together, we always just went in my car. Mm-hmm. You know, I used to have a forerunner and then before that I had like a land cruiser kind of older one but anyway we would just like go i would drive and we would go in my car so there was no like calling who drove or anything like that it was just like you would let me drive your car occasionally (laughs) but we rarely like went anywhere in your truck so now we have this one car and in like we so my rule is you have to call it on the day of like like i usually get up in the morning and say i call driving even if we have nowhere planned to go so if we plaf had to get go somewhere i'm gonna drive (laughs) yeah so and plus like when we when we record content like through video for for the youtubes or whatever like typically i'm the one behind the camera yeah and that's that's a little safer to do when you're not driving so that's another reason he's always on his phone or receiving phone calls or doing something it's just easier if i drive i'm better at it yeah well i don't know about that better at parking it (laughs) (laughs) definitely not better at parking it you're still getting the hang of this big truck (laughs) i'm definitely better at parking it so that's the story of why blakely always seems to be driving uh when you see us when you see us driving my mom's been here for a week and she's like i I drove drove once (laughs) 
All right, so there's that All one. Right. That was an easy one. That was a good one. All right, what is the deal with blood flow restriction bands? What's the Should deal? Should I be using them? Okay, hold on, let me Here, grab. Here's where we have the visual aids. Bear with me, I'm sore. Okay, so blood <clears throat> flow restriction bands. I'm holding my set up right here. I'm gonna hold this up to the camera. It just says BFR band on it. And as you can see, this is just a canvas. Oh, do the Velcro one. This is on a canvas air. Velcro strap that you can put around a body part and then tighten it down to different levels. It has numbers. It has numbers like one through 10. Inside that show you how tight you're making it. So why the heck would you have these or want to use them? These are, these are a temporary tool in my mind to be used like when you're trying to work around an injury. That's how I use them. Basically, they allow you to continue to train, build muscle, and build strength through like accessory exercises when you are working around that injury because the three main things that contribute to being able to get stronger and build muscle are having a mechanical tension on the muscle, meaning like there is a weight that you are moving through a range of motion that's causing your muscle to work. You got to have that. And then you have to have metabolic stress. This is the, like the chemical reaction that happens inside the cells during a set that gives the hormonal signal that this muscle is going needs to grow. It's basically water flushing into the muscle, giving the cell the signal. If you've ever felt like the pump, during mm -hmm. a set of an exercise, that's the swelling of the cells inside the muscle. And then the third thing you have to have is muscle damage. This is like the small micro tears in the muscle that set off the signal to send amino acids, proteins to that damaged muscle to rebuild it and make it stronger. We've got to have those three things to make a muscle grow. So if you're, if you have a joint pain or if you have tendonitis, you are really limited in putting any mechanical tension on the in the range of motion mm -hmm. because it's hurting you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like, let's say normally you could do a set of dumbbell curls with 30 pounds and that's the weight that allowed you to get a good mix of those three things to make muscle grow. Well, what are you gonna do if you can't lift that weight? Well, we can we can interrupt or accentuate the other two things. What are you looking at outside? The super you look, duty. You look super distracted. <laughs> You're distracting me by looking past me looking outside. Basically, the blood flow restriction band allows you to kind of bypass putting a lot of mechanical tension on your muscle and emphasize the metabolic stress element. And the reason it does that, let me grab it again. Okay. Is you're basically going to put this above the muscle that you're trying to work and you're going to cut off the blood supply to that muscle during the exercise. So for example, so, I've seen you use them a lot when you like have tendonitis and you can't grip it, you, you wanna do some curls. Right, so, so where are you gonna put this on your body for curls? So I would put it above the muscle that is that I'm trying to work. Above the bicep. Above the joint. And basically, so this would go up here at my shoulder, yeah. right, right below my shoulder, above my bicep. And, and then would, you're gonna grab like, usually you use this with like, you're gonna grab like the 12s or the 15s or something. Right, so right? this allows me to use a lighter weight that doesn't hurt the joint or hurt the tendon mm -hmm. that's affected. And it still allows me to quickly do a lot of metabolic stress and muscle damage because the cutting off of the blood supply doesn't allow the the metabolite buildup like lactic acid in the muscle to get flushed out mm -hmm. so you're like increasing the speed with which you reach fatigue with a light weight now like 
you can't use this everywhere because if you just think about it, like let's say I have a hurt shoulder. How am I going to get yeah, this band above. to cut off the blood supply to my shoulder? Or like I have, I have a hurt glute and I want to, like you can't, like I'm not going to put this around my waist and somehow right. cut off it's, the blood supply between my heart body. and my glute. So these have their limitations, <clears throat> but they can definitely allow you to continue to train around injuries. Mm-hmm. I would do some looking on, on the YouTubes and on the Googles about like how tight to get them. You want to, um, kind of experiment with what feels good for you. Like, and I would start off, if you're gonna try these to work around something, start off more conservative than you think you should, cause you don't wanna um, like start getting numbness and tingling in your limbs. Mm-hmm. And I even take these off between sets uh, just to make sure that blood gets back into the um, muscle that I'm trying to work. I'm not trying to like, you know, run through three sets yeah. of bicep curls and build up all of that metabolite you know, across all three sets. I let it flush out between sets. But Is there anything other than the curls that you've used this for with success? Um, yeah, let's see. I, I've put, I've actually put them on for in the same place as curls and done lateral raises. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it's below the muscle that's being worked, I did feel more buildup in that area. Um, that's really all I've ever used it for okay. is for, for some shoulder stuff and for some bicep work, because anytime I'm using these, it's because I'm working around tennis elbow yeah. or golfer's elbow. Uh, and as you know, if you've ever had that, like it's almost debilitating to the point where you feel like you can't lift anything. So you still might be able to do something with like five or 10 pounds if you're using these blood flow restriction mm-hmm. bands. Uh, so that's basically how it works. Start cool. slow. Just start with a couple sets of each exercise that uh, you're trying to work around and see how it goes. Okay. All right. Great question. Next one. I've lost about 25 pounds since last summer. Over the last couple of months, I've kind of plateaued and even seen my average weight trending up. Would you recommend I refine? What would you recommend I refine to get things moving again? Good question. Um, I think the first thing I would question is like, let's define what that plateau is. Mm -hmm. And I like the way that person said this uh, because they said over the last couple months, I've kind of plateaued. That's the right time frame we should be looking for. Like your weight not changing for a week is not a plateau. Your Mm -hmm. weight not changing for two weeks even is not a plateau. Fat loss doesn't work in this linear fashion where it's like, I ate less yesterday. I should weigh I should weigh less today. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's, it happens over the longer term. So I think this person's approaching it from a healthy perspective, first of all. Um, so well, how, did, what did, how did they say it exactly? What, what would, would you recommend, recommend refine? I refine? Okay, so basically they're at this point where um, the plateau basically means your energy input and your energy output, they're matched up to mm-hmm. meet the energy demands for whatever your weight is right now. We talked about this kind of on the episode with, with uh, Alex last week. So basically, we gotta change one of those two variables if we're gonna get the needle mm-hmm. moving in either direction. Um, you can either do more or you can eat less. So we have to look at your lifestyle and be like, okay, which one of those seems more feasible for you? Are you only training two or three times per week and you have more time to train? Mm -hmm. Let's throw an extra training session in, increase your activity, your calorie burn through exercise a little bit, and you can probably continue to eat about the same amount Mm -hmm. that you are now and we'll break through the plateau. We can keep your training schedule the same and try to introduce a little bit more like non-exercise activity, some on-purpose walks mm-hmm. or you know a jog every couple of days, something yeah. like that. That's putting more emphasis on the calories outside of the equation. If that's not feasible for your lifestyle, then we have to go to the energy side end of the question. And I wouldn't just go straight to be like, let's cut calories. There's a couple things I would look at first before you do that. Cause cutting calories to get the needle moving is kind of like 
the final straw. Like once you cut calories, like there's really nothing else you can do Mm -hmm. past continuing to cut calories to break through. So I would look at how much protein you're eating. You know, protein has a higher thermic effect than carbohydrates and fat, meaning like you're going to burn more calories extracting the nutrients out of protein. And it's probably going to take the place of some less nutritious calories that you might eat otherwise. So if you're only getting, you know, in the 0.7, 0.8 grams of protein per pound per day range, which is enough, we might, let's try bumping that up to one, 1. Mm-hmm. 1.2 grams of protein per pound. And even if, even if you're not tracking your food in my fitness pal, you can just do a spot check and see like how much protein am I eating per day that can get the needle moving. Uh, the other thing I would say is how much processed food are you eating? How many of the calories, how many of the food choices that you're making each day are coming from processed foods? Those are always going to be more calorie dense and less filling. So maybe if we can pull the emphasis on eating some of those foods and substitute them out for less processed versions, uh, timely that this podcast is sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts, (laughs) but, um, you know, let's try to substitute some of the processed foods for for less processed uh-huh. stuff and see if that moves the needle a little bit. The other thing I would look at before cutting calories is how many meals are you eating out at restaurants? As we all know, so <laughs> we don't have control over, right? I so, mean the, the calories we don't have control over. Yeah. And, and yeah. this isn't even like quote, don't eat bad food. This is yeah. like, you know, I'm going to Chick-fil-A and I'm getting the healthy grilled chicken sandwich. All right, let's keep eating grilled chicken sandwiches, but let's see how many of those we can make ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's automatically going to have less calories without you focusing on quote, eating less calories. Yeah. It's just going to take the control back into your own hands. Another thing that's not necessarily associated with just associated with just eating less or cutting calories is looking for the little random things throughout the day that don't really register that you're eating that have calories in them that aren't your actual meal. So I'm talking about, you know, you're making your kids lunch and you eat three bites as you're making it, you're chopping up whatever for dinner and you eat six bites of it while you're chopping it up. It's just the little habitual things that we do throughout the day that, you know, they add up and and we don't, we can cut them out without feeling more hunger or feeling deprived, but it could help you break through that plateau. I I have to go rescue a dog real quick. She's laying on the heater over there. (laughs) Poor dog. Um, okay. So at some point in time, you've exhausted all these like more hacky type things that you can do that are just about reducing calories. And we got to actually go deliberately, deliberately in and attack some calories. So if you're, if your body weight is maintaining, we've got to get you down into a calorie deficit. And for most men, you can do that by just reducing your daily calories by about mm-hmm. 300 to 500 per day. That'll result in about three quarters of a pound to one pound a week on average, if you stick with it. So, um, instead of just like being like obsessed about, I got to track every little single thing throughout the day so I can find this three or 500 calories. I would just look at your daily habits and be like, where are 300 calories I can probably live without? Mm -hmm. Are you having a couple alcoholic drinks every night? Well, maybe we could go down to one. Boom, there's 150 calories right there. Are you snacking on chips? Like, boom, let's cut the chip quantity in half. There's another 150 calories. Yeah, like I said, or the method I like to use a lot is just like take less rice, take less oatmeal, take less, you know, Take yes. less potatoes, just a little bit less of, of these of helpings of things, and you don't really feel like you're affecting your overall. Um. Yeah, that's a great way to do it too. Okay. Look for simple things that you can drop out that you won't miss, and or just bring down quantities of. Um, I would prefer you pull down carbs a little bit if you're going to be reducing the portions, only because we don't want you bringing down the total amount of protein that you're eating. All right. So between all those things, you are surely going to break through this plateau.
Blakely will be back with us in a moment. Our dog is obsessed with going over and Sorry. laying right next to the heater <laughs> right now, which is not a safe place She's, for the dog to be laying. Yes. She was going to the vet later. She had to take some some medicine some sedatives yeah, <laughs> she's she a is like laying on top of this heater and like her ear was like laying on the heater i was like no probably feels pretty good it does, but she's not acting like herself yeah. okay next Al alkaline water gimmick or the real deal yeah this one came in from a client a long time ago and i forgot to talk about it and i researched this a long time ago back when you like I accidentally had a bad drank experience a bunch of it some alkaline water and i researched it at the time but i just kind of forgotten about it but yeah. apparently it's still a really big thing and oh yeah there's a store here in town that like you know for we have to fill water bottles here you know, to get our drinking water and they have, it's like a store for hundred percent alkaline water. And it's all over the grocery store shelves. What's there's, that? Essencia. Is that the main brand of yeah. it? Yeah. And there's a restaurant here that like, that's what you get if you order water. I'm like, no, no, I just want the right. <laughs> I don't, I, I've only had one experience with it, with it because I had such, I, I, some girls at my gym were using that water and yeah. I got it and it was like Christmas day mm -hmm. and I had it with me and I was just guzzling water Christmas morning <laughs> and I got like, this brick pit stomach ache <laughs> and my brother looked down and he's like, you're drinking alkaline water. And I really, that was my, I was like, what? Like, yeah. So like anecdotally, like in an N equals one experiment here, Blakely, yeah, I'm like zero, against it now, zero but out of 10 would not recommend, but I mean, I don't think this is, it's having that effect on that many people right. or else it still wouldn't be available exactly. <laughs> to buy if everybody felt <laughs> like it could have been some other, yeah, just could have been that can of beans right before you drank all that <laughs> <No>. water. <laughs> okay. okay but deal? so I looked it back up again so I could kind of refresh my memory. So like think back to science class, like everything exists on this spectrum of like acidity to alkalinity. Yeah. So basically what they do with this water is they run it through an ionizer that separates out the molecules in the water. And then they filter off the acidic molecules or some percentage of the acidic molecules, leaving it with a, with a higher pH mm -hmm. towards the alkalinity side. So why would you want to do that? Yeah. Well, the theory behind it is that if you reduce your blood acidity, you will turn cells over faster. You will look younger. So you for will recovery? Live longer. Not necessarily for recovery, just for hashtag long, longevity because <laughs> you're reducing your blood acidity. I mean, this is what the claims are behind okay. why, would, why people think it works. Um, they claim that it improves digestion. I think you would argue differently <laughs> on that one. I mean, some of the claims are even that it can go as far as preventing cancer. Unfortunately, as far as the research goes, it, none of these things are backed up in research in humans. And even in mice, like the, really? the results are really questionable. Hmm. I think it just kind of comes down to like, sometimes companies will throw something out that makes a little bit of logical sense. Yeah. And then just like the marketing is just like pushed on that logical sense. It's kind of like the collagen protein thing. Like we know co uh, skin contains collagen, mm -hmm. like eat a lot of collagen protein, like your skin's going to look skin. amazing. Yeah. It makes logical sense, mm -hmm. right? Well, when we look at the science, that's not exactly how it works. Like we have these things in our body called uh, kidneys and lungs that help like um, monitor our blood acidity mm -hmm. level. <laughs> they do a really good job at it. There's actually a really tiny tolerance that your blood acidity has to stay in for you to stay alive. So it's not like you can drink this alkaline water, even if there was a benefit to it and push your blood further mm -hmm. away from acidity. Like you're running at the top of the alkalinity scale. Therefore you're going to be like the pinnacle of health. No, you would die. Your kidneys and your lungs do a good job of keeping you in this narrow okay. range, regardless of what supplement you throw into it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, you know, adding, um, 
electrolytes to your water. It's like your body has ways to deal with We wouldn't be alive as a species if our bodies couldn't adapt to all the modern food environment that we have and the crazy things that we throw at it. You know, you add three grams of salt to your uh, daily sodium intake through these electrolyte powders, your body has ways to compensate for that. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you would die. Like you can't just push your body past the range of normal with supplements to optimize things. Like, no, we have safeguards in place and you're not doing yourself any favors (laughs) just by trying to bypass that for whatever health reason you think that you're getting. So skip the alkaline water. Plus it's like really expensive. Like (laughs) who who has money to burn on these kinds of things, you know? Yeah. But I mean, they mean, I guess people do because look, athletic greens wouldn't be in business if it wasn't for that. Hmm. All right. Hope, okay. that, hope that makes sense. If you have any questions, email Blakely. <laughs> She'll give you her review so. of alkaline water. <laughs> All right. If I'm going to do three sets why of am five. I, why am I talking so much in this episode? You answer some <laughs> of these questions. Good. If I'm doing, if I'm going to do three sets of five reps on bench press, is it better to do them at the same weight or go up each set? This is a, uh, a client didn't ask this question, but I have answered this question for a client before because I kept prescribing him three sets of five on, he was doing bench press and I kept noticing like he kept doing like 225, 235, 245 for his three sets of five. And I would be like, you know, Hey, let's, let's stick with two. two So what what will be the reason that you don't want to do it that way? The main reason is it's harder to know that you're, you're progressing through progressive overload that way. It's much more to keep track of, and you're never gonna know how to get past the sticking point Mm -hmm. if you're doing it in that more random way. I know like it's not random that you're adding 10 pounds every set, but let's say you do 235, 245, 255, and you don't get your set of five Mm -hmm. on the 255. Now we're left scratching our head like, well, do we need to add more volume to the lighter weight? Do we need to do a back offset at the higher weight? If we had just progressed this in a more linear fashion, like let's do 235 for three sets of five. Next week, let's do 240 or 245 at all three sets of five. It gives a cleaner way to do progressive overload and you know how to get past the sticking point Mm -hmm. uh, should you get there. Would you agree with all that? For sure. Yes. I think like, you know, it's, it's this like, it's this mentality that we want to like do as much as we can in each workout. Like yeah. I want to like make sure that last set is as heavy as I can yeah. go, but really you're setting yourself back in the long term when you do it that way. It takes more patience to add five pounds or add, add 10 pounds every week, but it's going to keep you safer and it's going to give you, um, and it's going to keep you getting stronger for longer. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and like you, if you can f- like learn to find reward in the process of adding a little bit each week, sticking with yeah. going across the same weight, all three sets, uh, you're going to find more enjoyment in the process long term, too. You're going to get less frustrated. Yeah. And it's and it's a it's a rep scheme that you probably won't do forever. But while you're doing it, take advantage of. Mm-hmm. of the the simplicity of a three by five linear progression yeah. and like kind of ride it out as long as you can. And then there will be a time whenever you're, you're unable to add weight, you mm-hmm. know, several weeks go by and you're unable to add weight and then it's time to change up the the rep scheme right and and you know tack it from a different right a different yeah there, way. there definitely is a time and place for yeah. ascending sets we're doing ascending we're doing sets, ascending in our sets tra- with our training, training right for now our clients but right now you know but they've done they've done <laughs> they've put in their time for some linear progressions yeah you know and, and, and there's nothing I mean, magical about it being right. three by five but the point is like if you're 
if your training program is designed to be three by five sets across at the same width mm-hmm. weight so that you can add load in the next workout, you're right. going to get the most benefit by following that by plan following than that. just building in sets arbitrarily. Yeah. Yep. All right. Last question. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm going to read this one out loud. You, I'm not reading you want me word. to read it? What, <laughs> so, what do you guys look for in a coffice? <laughs> I like to like, no, when, I, I saw someone commented on that YouTube video. Like, <laughs> about, I was like, don't encourage it. Don't encourage him to make up these words. If nobody knows what we're talking about here, like sometimes when we go work at a coffee shop, I will uh, take a picture of where we're at and tag that we're working at a mobile coffice and hashtag coffice. Did you make that up or you heard no, it somewhere? I think I actually stole it from Jordan Feigenbaum because oh. like he likes to go work at coffee shops a lot too. Um, so anyway, coffice is just like yes. a coffee shop that we're working at. It's a coffee office. Mm-hmm. What do we look for in a coffice? What are your main things that you look I, for? I mean, honestly, I need like a, a lot of activity in a coffice. Yeah. <laughs> So the opposite is like some of the local coffee shops we go into and we're the only ones, us and the barista or the owner are the only ones in there. And like she, after like 15 minutes, Blakely's like, let's go somewhere else. Like, what are we going to do? Go somewhere else and get another coffee. (laughs) No, I like a, I like a fairly big Mm -hmm. space. I like a space where you're not like right up on the cashier, you know, like you're like, you have you have room, honestly, because I like to bring my own snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I order coffee and then I like Sometimes to bring multiples. a snack. Yes, I'll order coffee from. Um, so you want to be far away from the cashier so they don't see you. No, or just I just like space. I like a lot of people. I like aesthetically pleasing scenery. Like we've been going to this one um, at in, like a two towns away, mm-hmm. and it's beautiful. There's just like a skylight there's hanging plants everywhere i like when they have like good music on you know not too loud but just something that you like know and and, you know i just what kind of what kind of music do you like to hear i don't like like instrumental type stuff i like you mean like elevator music yeah i like about like like, (laughs) no 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 (laughs) most people who most people who run a good a coffee shop they know what kind of music people like to listen to something that you're like oh i know this song you know sometimes when we go to blanco brew here in town they'll have they'll be like playing the entire like, kelly clarkson album or something yeah, like they, that yeah sometimes places like play will play like a full album and like, i think that's cool too if you sometimes. like the person yeah. then it's good yeah that's true it's like what about like what you look for in their actual offerings of uh products Oh, I mean, as long as they have like a latte or a nice latte and mm-hmm. stuff like that, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and, and that's why I'll bring like, you know, most of the time it's just like, I'm fine. I, um, if we just have a coffee there, but like, if I start to get hungry, like I bring like an RX bar or something, because I'm like, I don't want to get a pastry. And, and you know, some of these places will, I know like Starbucks, will they carry perfect bars and mm-hmm. different kind of bars. Like if they carried something like that, I would totally purchase. But like a lot of times it's just like a, coffee and pastries yeah you know that's a little bit annoying when they don't want to use it as an excuse to go i'm hungry i might as well get a scone yeah (laughs) not not pointing any fingers but she's pointing at the nutrition coach over here that sometimes likes to have a scone at a coffee shop hey look i practice flexible dieting (laughs) also i can occasionally have a scone and fit that within my fit that within my nutrition yeah um yeah i think i would echo all those things 
the I, I too like when it's kind of like bumping in yeah. there like there's a lot of activity for the opposite of most people like that helps me mm-hmm. focus more well uh, i mean we just went oh, i thought of something else that's we just took to my mom we were like my mom's been visiting and, and like she knows that we go work in coffee shops and so it's, it's it's like such a cool way to go see a new city like you know where we live we can drive to like a bunch of different cities mm-hmm. within you know a short amount of time within 30 minutes so i'm like okay let's pick a city go to a coffee shop work and we can like walk around the city and it's just like so cool so we went to this city called lockhart they're famous for barbecue here in texas super super small town like we drove 25 minutes through nothing and then we i'm like what's going to be here and we get to the city super cute town square they had this little bitty coffee shop chaparral uh-huh. shout out and it was bumping like there the lady worked there and it was just like a maybe like six or seven tables but tiny. like people were working from in there people three people that came in the lady like knew their orders you know people were bringing like their dogs in i mean it was just like that's what i like about a coffee shop yeah. it's just like lively like people know people and like you're we stroke up a conversation with somebody like yeah. it's just that's why i like being out in the world yeah <laughs> and I'll, you know then you see you a whole new home. city yeah i'll add a couple of things this is probably the longest answer to a question I've <laughs> it's today. exciting I love um it. The seating makes a big difference. Yeah, I don't like places difference. that have chairs with no back support. I don't want to sit on a picnic yeah. bench and, yeah. and try to work for an hour or two. And I really appreciate when places have a stand-up option. Yes. Like, you know, when I hurt my back a couple of weeks ago sitting Yeah, down. we were like, okay, thinking through all the coffee shops around us, like which ones have like the higher desk where you could stand. If There's you have a, a bar, here's the ideal situation. It's like the coffee bar in San Marcos. They have a bar height. Mm-hmm. place to sit that has optional chairs with back support at the bar yeah and so a cushy you can chair. sit for a while and then you can kick the chair back and you can stand yeah. for a while mm, if you're opening a coffee shop you save this episode because you're getting free market research as to what coffee connoisseurs and people who work a lot from coffee shops yeah. really want and you know what i don't like in a coffee shop for Do me tell. personally is a couch no, i'm not gonna sit no. on the couch and work i mean neither not yeah. a big couch sitter. And so when places have the big couch with the big rug and the big chairs, that's to me, that's like wasted usable space because you're not going to sit like a bunch of strangers aren't going to sit on that couch together. And <laughs> I, you can't it's nap. hard to work from a it's couch. It's frowned upon to nap in anyway, there on the couch. If you have the space for it, you can have a couch. But if you're if you're limited on space. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plus, as like kind of a bit of a germaphobe, like... <laughs> soft surfaces like You're, that there's no way they're cleaning that very well like, that's, that's not that doesn't worry me it's, just, it's be, just like the space to me it's just like the like you know like how how like yeah you're taking not, away a bunch of tables by having this living room scene in here right but i could see like you know people get together for coffee yeah. and they'll sit and talk yeah yeah um, i guess not, not, we're not everybody's the, we're not working those people. <laughs> what is this oh this concludes this episode of coffee talk make sure you don't miss the next episode it just i was thinking about the friends show though i mean they always sat on the couch there so yeah they were but they were just hanging out yeah central perk mm-hmm. okay um one last thing about food i put together 10 high protein smoothie recipes. Okay. Uh, we used to be huge smoothie people and I know they're convenient for a lot of people and they're really good for like a pre-workout or a post-workout convenient thing, especially if you like need to drink it after your workout cause you're going to be mm-hmm. out on the road. You could put it in your fancy Bucky's mm-hmm. cup. It'll stay cold. So, um, I turned it into a PDF. I'll put the link for where you can download it for free in the Sweet. show notes. These range between 25 and 50 grams of protein per smoothie. Uh, I included two or three vegan options 
And I included the calories and the macro breakdown for each of the 10 Fancy. smoothies too. Busy. So anyway, all right. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Q and A. If you ever want to get a question in and get it answered on an episode, just shoot us a message on Instagram and we'll file it away and get to it. All right. Have a good day. Thank you all for listening. We truly appreciate it. But real quick, before we go, do us a favor and subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. Be sure and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Digital Barbell for all of the latest and greatest free content. If you're interested in working with Blakely and I, we'd love to talk. Apply for coaching with the link in the description of this episode or by visiting digitalbarbell.com. We'd love to talk about helping you reach your goals with a training and nutrition program built just for you. Thanks again and have a great day.